Welcome to the one and only Circle City Setup with your host and the one and only Zach Griffin. Hello! Welcome back to the Circle City Cinema. I am your host, Zach Griffith, and I'm joined as always on our Boba Fett reviews by none other than my good friend Bryce Shetty. Hello, Zachary. Hello, Bryce. I tell you what, we were scrounging some things together for the beginning of this podcast. But let me let, let me let me be very clear. Okay. This Miss Me Award. Oh. Again th- this week. I, I just I I don't I don't even know where to start, but I can tell you this will be a fun miss me. You're bringing heat. We usually we usually do good with our with our random segments. If we look back, if we throw it back to battleground, we had the wild cards. I usually killed it on the wild cards. Ah. Okay. Well, Zach, I'm back in form. I'm back in form, and I'm actually going to obliterate your mind. With this, please, Miss Faye. You coming at? Are you coming at me? No, I'm not coming at you. Oh, okay. You're just you're you're gonna laugh. I'm gonna get a patented Zach Griffith laugh, and don't <laughs> force it. Okay, if it doesn't come, it doesn't come. But I have a feeling I'm gonna get it out of you today. A famous laugh, huh? Yes. A famous. Laugh. Yes. If you recall, folks, the famous clip of where Get the Sack was birthed here on Linsanity, Zach Griffith bursts out in his typical Zach Griffith laughter. I am getting that this evening. The authentic. That was a, that was one of the most authentic laughs of my life when he said, get the sack. It's almost as good as Caleb exclaiming, get the sack. <laughs> Give him the sack. It's almost just as good. Give him the sack. I couldn't remember who we were talking about. And then I actually went back like a month ago and listened to that pod. It was Doug Marone. Oh, shocking. We're shocking. Talking about Doug Marone. Shocking. Well, guess what? That happened. He got the sack. So, so that happened. Absolutely. And here, here we are. Here we are. Jacksonville looking for another coach. <laughs> Once again, a Jacksonville head coach gets the sack. Uh, wow. Before wow, the season even weird. ends. That's strange. Did Marone last the whole season? Is this the second straight year that the, a coach didn't last the whole season? Yeah, because um, uh, somebody somebody uh, stepped in. Oh, no. And they stepped in somewhere else again. I don't remember who it was. Basaccia? No, it wasn't Basaccia. No, I don't, I don't remember now. But, yeah, it was. Yeah. That's damn yeah. How do you go from AFC Championship game to two head coaches in two years, both of whom didn't finish the year up? It was bound to happen. <laughs> it was bound to happen. Oh, God. Oh, God. Hey, if you can cut Leonard Fournette in his prime, you got to do it. Have to. You got to do Have it. Have to. If you can trade Allen Robinson, you got to do it. Absolutely. All right. Uh, well, Bryce, uh, the Book of Boba Fett, Chapter 5, Return of the Mandalorian. <laughs> Boba Fett, uh, not in this episode at all. Fennec Shand is in this episode for like five seconds. Uh, now, let's not get this mistaken. This is a Mandalorian episode. 100%. I have thoughts later when we get to it. I have thoughts. Okay. I'm interested in your thoughts because right before we talk about the plot, I have a question for you, uh, but both of us, I think we'll both have the same answer, but we'll see. I think we'll both have the same answer, but to a different extent. Okay. Oh yeah. I I think so too. And and that's why I'm, I'm curious. We're going to bring different perspectives here. Yeah. 
and we're 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 gonna agree with each other. I do know that. Yes, I think we will agree with each other. So uh, before we get to that, of course, we have good things we've seen lately, which I have changed because you can watch something and it can suck. So I have changed this to things we've seen lately. doesn't have to be good. Okay. I like it. So Bryce, I'll let you go first here. All right. So um, things I've seen lately. Um, Well, I've been diving into a little bit of Ozark. I'm about three episodes into the first part of the last season. And let me just tell you. It ropes you right back in. Bateman. Bateman's awesome, man. I still hate Wendy. She's a snake. I still hate Jonah. He's an idiot. Um, Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte is turning into mini Wendy. um, So that's fun. Um, Very interesting. Uh, Second thing scene. Uh, Myself and Abigail, uh, we viewed Woman in the Window on netflix uh it's a netflix original uh amy adams gary oldman um actually the guy who played uh u.s soldier or or u.s uh agent what is it what is it u.s agent oh Wyatt russell yes yes Wyatt russell was in it um very large part very large part in this um if you like hitchcock um you will like this film I uh, got low. It got lower reviews on IMDb, which I don't think was warranted. Everyone's biggest complaint was it was like a Hitchcock movie. Okay, fine, but let's look at cinema as a whole. Okay, we retell the same stories every time. So um, this isn't my miss me, but miss me on the on the reviews on that because it was good. I enjoyed it. There's a nice little twist at the end. It actually got me. Um, I kind of dusted off the thought of it and then it came back about, like, mm, I was right the first time, but I didn't go with it, but good, good. Nonetheless. Um, and then another, uh, small Netflix mini series called the puppet master. Yeah. You're telling me about this. Uh, yes. Yes. So it follows Robert Freeguard, um, who over a span, oh, starting in 1993, um, and is even going into this year of 2022, has been scamming people, particularly women, um, into he's been scamming people out of money, um, basically controlling these women's lives, making them alienate the people that they love the most, um, telling people he's an MI5 agent. Fascinating, fascinating story. It takes place over in, in the UK. Um, watch it. Watch it. It's only three episodes. It doesn't take very long to watch. Um, Add it to my list. What a story. What a story. But uh, those are those are the biggest things. And then um, Zach is going to talk about something that we watched uh, together. Actually, Uh, we had a nice little viewing over here at the house. Uh, Zach, it's been a while since we watched a movie together. It has. Let's Uh, just talk about that. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Yeah, we we watched The Last Duel, Adam Driver, uh, Matt Damon. And of course, Ben Affleck, which was a strange character. But nonetheless, nonetheless, here we are. Um, and then, Ju- uh, what, what was her name? Jodie Comer. Jodie Comer. Jodie Comer, who we hadn't seen before. I thought she was pretty good, actually. She's um, excellent. Probably one of the better performances in the film. But if you like medieval, if you like brutal, violence, gore, um, this is your movie. This is your movie. If you just like yes. flat out one-on-one gladiator BS, that's your film right there. True story. Yeah. True story based on a novel from 2004. Uh, the last duel, uh, a notorious bomb of last year, which um, is a joke. It's a joke. Ridley is, is right. Ridley had every reason to be mad. He did. I think there's a few reasons it bombed. We'll get into those 
more. We're actually going to do a pod on this movie. Yeah, we are. Next yeah, week. Yeah, we are. Um, so I'll get into the reasons why I think it bombed next week. I'll save it for that. But this was a, we watched this in 4K, Bryce. This was a beautiful. Oh, 4K it was, even the beheadings were beautiful. This was just an <laughs> awesome movie to just look at and watch. <laughs> beheadings. Uh, stabbings, horses flaming getting arrows killed, through the eye, flaming arrows through the eye. If you, another Ridley Scott movie, perhaps his most famous movie, Gladiator, the opening battle, uh, very reminiscent of that. Not as long as that battle, maybe not as graphic, but still very graphic in its own right. Uh, great, just great battle scenes, and of course the titular duel at the end, uh, which. <laughs> In a lot of ways, made the whole movie worth it. Um, Absolutely. Great performances, like you said, all around. Don't be surprised to see some Oscar buzz for this movie, despite the bomb. Uh, it, was a, it wasn't even close to breaking even. It was like $70 million from recouping its, it's budget. A joke. It was, it's a it was, joke. It, it was a joke. I Don't let that fool you, folks. Don't let the bombing fool you. Please see it. It's on HBO Max. It's worth the you watch. You watch it for free. Yes, it's a little long, but it's good. You watch it for free. But once you get into, like, even before we sat down and watched this, I told, I basically outlined the plot to you, and you were like, wow, that sounds pretty simple. Right. And it is. It is a simple plot. The plot is uh, Matt Damon's character's wife is accuses Adam Driver's character of raping her, and then it goes on for the rest of the movie, how, you know, the verdict plays out and stuff like that. But it tells it from the viewpoints of Adam Driver, Matt Damon, and Jodie Coleman. Uh, I don't want to say too much more because we'll talk about it next week. But uh, I think it's Ridley Scott's best movie since The Martian. I really do. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. Again, don't be surprised to see some Oscar buzz in the visual categories. Uh, maybe even Adam Driver and Jodie Comer get some acting buzz as well at the Oscars. Uh, and viewer discretion advised. It's very graphic. Absolutely. Uh, there's a pretty brutal depiction of rape. You see it twice, actually. Uh, it's not. You don't see any uh, provocative skin. No. So you can find on that. But it, but it is violent. Uh, unsettling. That scene was. Um, Made me nervous. And a very uh, graphic duel at the end. That lived up to the hype of them of the- oh absolutely yeah the build-up was definitely worth the way yes it was yes it was so really weird matt damon character really weird really weird affleck character really weird affleck character maybe the weirdest of his career i can't wait yeah, to we're, talk about we're, gonna, we're gonna talk about casting <laughs> we're absolutely gonna talk casting i can't wait to talk about ben affleck's character in this movie i mean my god my god basically <laughs> like the hugh hefner of the 1300s. Uh, I think it's fair to say. Versace robes, basically. <laughs> like, what? Basically, the Hugh Hefner of the 1300s. Ben Affleck in this movie. But that was a great movie. Um, so we'll talk about that on the pod next week. Uh, Bryce, I also went to the historic Artcraft Theater in Franklin, Indiana, celebrating its 100th anniversary this year to see mm-hmm. The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. Uh, was this the extended version? This was not the extended version. This was okay. The theatrical. theatrical okay. Uh, 
It was my first time seeing a Lord of the Rings movie in the theater. Uh, they've done a lot of re-releases, but I've never bothered to go see it. And let me tell you, next time they release these movies in the theater, I'm fucking going. <laughs> because this was one of the most immersive, and I mean this in the least sexual way possible, most seductive viewing experiences <laughs> of my life. This was amazing to see in the theater. <clears throat> Peter Jackson just sucked. He, you, you are transported to Middle Earth. You are transported. You leave the theater you're in, and you are in Middle Earth. I mean, it was awesome. It, and let me tell you, this is the longest Lord of the Rings movie. If you talk to someone about these movies, and all they have to say is, it's long, they haven't seen it. They haven't seen it. And they're schmucks, and they're probably not worth your time. Because if the movie is awesome like this is, who gives a shit how long it is? Nobody gives a shit how long The Godfather is. Nobody. Nobody cares. Uh, that, is, that is true. That is true. So if you talk to somebody about The Lord of the Rings, they're like, yeah, but it's so long. Shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> this was... I still think my best experience in the theater was probably No Way Home, to be honest. Really? Like, I mean, you went and saw some Nolans in IMAX. I saw Inception. Inception was an awesome experience, that re-release uh, during COVID. Tenet was, Tenet was awesome. Dune was awesome. Yeah, Dune was awesome in IMAX. Of course, Endgame was awesome. John Wick 3 was pretty awesome, too. Yeah, that'd um, be cool. But no, this is way up there. And I have some takes on this movie right now. Okay. The Return of the King. Wait, can I ask you a couple? Can I ask you a question about cinema, though, real quick? Yes. Like, in your opinion, like, what, especially some of these re releases, like, do you absolutely see the value in still going to the theater to watch a movie? Absolutely. Like, yeah. I don't see how you can't. You know what I mean? I've, that's why I put, I mean, I have always loved these Lord of the Rings movies, always. And I've been on the record saying, I think it's the best film the trilogy, best trilogy of all time. Right, yeah. But now that was just confirmed because you can, I, even watching these at home, I wasn't like immersed and have like transported away from where I was into this movie like I was right. in the theater. I mean, it I was, feel like it, I was fucking there. I was there in Mordor. <laughs> I was on Mount Doom as it was exploding. It was awesome. Well, and I mean, think worth about it. it. Right. I mean, think about it. Like, The Lord of the Rings have recently come out in 4K resolution. You know, so if you have 4K TV, a 4K player, you can view these, right? Yes. Uncompressed data. Um, the extended, it, me and Zach, we own these in 4K. The extended versions have to go on two discs. Yeah. yeah, that still happens. Like, you think about VHS, you think about DVD, sometimes you got to go to two discs. You still have to with these. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Right? I, I feel like you might be able to... You might be able to pull it off now because, I mean, think about it. When when Lord of the Rings was released on DVD, we're talking about 720p. Yep. Okay, you get the Blu-ray re-release, you're looking at 1080. Okay, we're looking at almost the best, the best resolution available to us, 4K. We have 8K now, but, you know, we, we don't really have 8K content. I mean, the, I, you might be able to pull it off now. I think next yes. to, to seeing it in the theater, I think that might be it. But anyway, Zach, give me your takes. No, I agree with you. I think that might be it. I implore anyone 
whenever they release these again in the theater, please go see them. Please. I probably will. I'm not even gonna lie to you. And the Arcraft Theater, I gotta say, is one of my favorite, probably my favorite venue to go see a movie because number one, it's only six dollars. Six dollars a ticket. Yeah, you're not gonna beat that. Uh pretty cheap food as well. You get a popcorn and a drink. They have uh this root beer on tap. That's awesome. So you, get, you get that too. Um, it's just, a, it's a great theater. It's awesome. I'm probably going to go see a few good men there next month. Oh, interesting. and maybe the princess bride I've, as well. I've, I've never seen, I've never seen either one of those. Both awesome movies. Awesome. Um, my takes Bryce. Yes. I've, I said this before, best film trilogy of all time. Just confirmed. Yes. This was the best Lord of the Rings movie. Return of the King. Oh, oh, 100%, dude. It's not even close. And that's not to put down Fellowship and Two Towers. No, Maybe. not Those at all. Two of the top, I don't know, 40 movies ever made. I mean, you could say Two Towers. Like, if, if, if you gave me a, um, if you gave, if you said, hey, I really didn't like Two Towers, I wouldn't argue with you. No. Like, it's definitely the filler. It's definitely the filler, but it still has an 8.8 .8 on. On, Still pretty dang good. But, I mean, Return of the King is one of the most glorious films you'll ever watch. I need to do a rewatch. It's been years since I've seen it. Uh, that's something that my dad sat down. He's like, we're watching this. I need to show this to you. Right. Yeah. Uh, probably something I do with my children. Absolutely. Like, you Me need too. to see this. Me too. It's just... I, I can't say enough about these movies. And here, here I go. Here I go on this movie in particular. Bryce. The, the, return, some... <sighs> the Return of the King is a top 10 film of all time. Oh my goodness. Of all time. Did this, did this take a spot in your 10 favorite movies? It didn't. It did not. Um, so even after this viewing, it didn't jump. It's, like it's, top, top, it's top 20. It's top 20, maybe top 15. This was only like the fifth time I'd ever seen it. Um, but I think it's a top 10 film of all time. I still have to sit down and write out my top 10, but this is really hard to leave out. Perhaps the best visual effects ever put on the screen. They still hold up amazingly well. 20 years later. Yeah, yeah, which is impressive. Yeah. It's based on the budget. Budget for this movie was 94. Weeks right. Yes. Which that's million. like nothing. That's literally like nothing. It's nothing nowadays. If you compare it to Endgame, Endgame had like a 350 million budget. Right. And this movie and still, still made amazing. a lot of money. Still made a lot of money. This movie's also grossed almost 1.2 billion with all the releases. Lord. But. It manages to tell multiple storylines in a coherent manner. I mean, it's telling like four different stories in the movie. You got Frodo and Sam. You have uh, Gandalf and Pippin. You have Aragorn and Legolas. And then you have uh, Theoden and his army deciding whether or not they want to join the fight. So, yeah, this is just... Um, and, and the orcs. The orcs kind of have a, a storyline too. This, not just this movie, but the whole trilogy... Absolutely revolutionized the fantasy genre. Fantasy genre was like a joke before Peter Jackson was like, hold my beer, please. And <laughs> shit out the greatest trilogy of all time. 
One of the best ensemble performances of all time by a cast. Oh, 100%. I wouldn't recast anyone. I literally would not no, recast No, anyone. no, no. If you told me, oh, they were considering this, I'd be like, no, 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 no you weren't. No, no you actually Shut weren't. Shut up. <laughs> and <laughs> one of the most gratifying and emotional endings ever in The Return yeah. of the King. Just awesome. An awesome movie. I can't wait to do a pod on this trilogy. Uh, I just, I can't wait. It's, it's an amazing film. If you haven't seen these movies, please, please, before you die, watch these, watch these movies. They're just a joy to watch. And then my take on Peter Jackson, Bryce. Peter Jackson, way back when we did a director Hall of Fame episode, Peter Jackson made it. I forget which tier he was in. I think it was like tier four. It should but be like it. God tier. He made it almost solely because of this trilogy, but he made it. He's also made some banger. His King Kong movie was good. Lovely Bones was good. That. Yeah, Lovely Bones was good. Uh, but here's, here's what I think he should do next. He's only 60. I looked him up today. Give this man a Knights of the Old Republic trilogy. Give it to him. Oh. Give it to him, Bryce. Oh. Give him a blank check to do this trilogy. <laughs> Please give him Star Wars. Oh, oh yes. Yes, Bryce. Oh yes. Uh, <laughs> oh yes. Yes. Please. Uh, Probably the most beloved game in Star Wars lore. One of the greatest games of all time. Great storyline. Give him yeah. one of the most beloved Star Wars characters of all time, Revan. Give him this trilogy, please. Yeah. Make it rated R. All right. Slow down. But Disney won't. Slow down. Slow down. But uh, yeah, that's my take on Return of the King. Uh, Then I have Chernobyl. I finished Chernobyl finally. Um, I feel very educated on the Chernobyl disaster now. I mean, I didn't know. I knew what happened. Like the basics of what happened. But... Now, it was very eye-opening, this show. It encompasses all kinds of viewpoints of this disaster. You see it from the POVs of normal civilians, politicians, scientists, and, like, firefighters, first responders. Uh, Here was a shocking fact at the end of the show, Bryce. Yeah, yeah, I'm curious about this. Very damning of the Soviet government. Soviet government, who every step of the way fucked up, in the, in the Chernobyl disaster. Yes. It's estimated that there was a maximum of 94,000 deaths related to the Chernobyl explosion. <laughs> However, the official death toll, according to Soviet records, is 34. <laughs> 34. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. 34. Price. Okay. <laughs> Just awful. Awful. Uh, I recommend it. It's only five episodes, uh, about an hour long each. If you're like history, especially uh, Cold War history, um, I'd recommend this very much. Uh, it's on HBO. It has a 9.4 out of 10. I've got to say, a little high. A little high. But I'm okay with it giving it a 9. I'm okay with that. Uh, and then finally, Euphoria. 
And I want to preface this by saying this is not my please miss me. This is not. We get a bonus here, folks. <laughs> I watched this with Abigail. We watched the very first episode, the pilot episode on HBO. Okay. We were both interested. Uh, had very high IMDb rating, 8.4 out of 10. Let me tell you, if it wasn't for that high of a rating, I would not have bothered with this show. Um, I will not be watching it any further. I just, I won't. I won't. I will be starting Succession instead. Uh, I'm not slamming people who enjoy this. I know there's a lot of Zendaya diehard fans out there, and I, I get it. She's a great actress. She's a rise. I don't even think she's a rising star anymore. I think she's just a star. I'm not slamming you. Okay. Everybody has the show they like. This just is not for me. That was very disturbing, unsettling things. Me and Abby were both like, no, thanks. That's my thing, Zach. Like, I don't see the pull to this show. Um, I've not seen it. Um, I've been outspoken against it. Again, if you want to watch it, that's your prerogative. It's fine. Yeah. Um, this is People just like not what they like. something. This is just. It's it's just degeneracy. Like, I, and I'm not talking about people that watch. It. I'm talking about the characters inside of it. Like, it's just pure degeneracy. Like, and there's. Well, I don't. I don't see a, the poll. I don't get the poll. I I won't be watching this. I will never attempt to watch this. Um, you can tell me how good it is all you want. Uh, that there's some deeper meaning to the show, but um, no, no, thank you. And maybe there is, maybe there is a deeper meaning, but it's but just I'm not, not, that's not, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm just not, not for me. For, yeah. I'm not looking for the deeper meanings in these shows, right? Give me something that's going to be entertaining. That's good. That's not marred by unnecessary scenes uh, yeah. and script writing. I mean, I've, I'm not, again, I'm not shitting on the viewers. People like what they like. I mean, I know Bryce, we love Zack Snyder. There's plenty of people out there who don't like Zack Snyder's movies. Plenty. Which is a shame, but hey, they, you're prerogative. There's plenty. So people are going to watch what they want to watch, and that's fine. That's Looking why. At you, Cooper Ogle. Why don't you Cooper like Ogle. Snyder? Why don't you like him? Cooper, come on, defend yourself. Answer for your crimes. But I mean, people are going to watch what they watch, and that's great because there's so much content right now, more content than there's ever been. Quite frankly. Yes. yes. So, and honestly, HBO is going to make shows like this. HBO has always made shows that some people don't like. A lot of people did not like The Sopranos for the same reasons. Very violent, deals with drugs head on, uh, very graphic in the sexual nature. And, and that's what Euphoria is. So, uh, I'm, not, I'm not slamming people, but you can miss me on the show. Just, I will not be watching it any further. Um, I love Zendaya as much as the next person, but yeah, just not, just not for me. And some news, Bryce, only a couple things today. Yep. Uh, tickets for the Batman go on sale on February 10th. Yeah. The movie comes out on March 4th. We yeah. actually got a clip today released by the director himself, Matt Reeves. Yeah. I watched the clip. You did not. I did not watch the clip on purpose. Let me preface that by on purpose. I didn't watch watch this clip. I wanna. I don't. I wanna be surprised 
And I want to take in everything for the first time as a whole. I don't want this little clip crap. Um, I want to watch the film as a whole in its entirety. Releasing a clip is starting to become like. But but why? But but why? Why is that such a thing? Like, I'm okay with previews. Like, previews get me hyped. Yes. Right. But if you show me a clip and then I'm sitting in the movie theater and, and I see the clip I've already seen. I don't want, I, you've lost my interest. I want to check my phone because it was a long clip. It was almost like three minutes. It was almost three minutes. Yeah. That's three minutes. Like, I, no, thank you. No, thank you. And I respect that because if a clip for Endgame had come out, I wouldn't have watched it. Or if a clip for No Way Home and well, if a clip for No Way Home would come out, I probably would have watched it. Yeah, you would have. Don't, but. don't, <laughs> don't even try. Don't even, don't even. Bryce more than Don't anyone even. knows my 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 feelings leading up to you would have watched it at least five times. <laughs> you would have watched it at least five times. But I, I totally get oh, you. There not. he is. Oh, oh, it's funny. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> we know. We know. The time has come and gone. Uh but I totally get you not watching it. I don't know why that's become a thing either. It's really interesting, especially for the director himself to release a clip. Like, uh, trust me, you have people's money. Okay. You yes. have people's money. This movie, trust uh, me, I think it's going to make a billion dollars. Yeah. Like, not, not exaggerating. It will make well, it's going to get a worldwide release. So, yeah. Yes. And it's Batman who is probably, it's either him or Spider Man, the most famous superhero. So, right. Um, so the first clip, first clip came out today. I watched it. Uh, I liked what I saw a lot. I really did. Um, and then the, this last bit of news that actually just came out before we hit record. Loki season two will start filming this. Oh, summer. interesting. So we are getting a second one here. We are starts filming this summer. Okay. So Tom Hiddleston okay. is not done. Well- um, and you need to do some explaining because I'm still freaking lost. Which is fair. That was a very confusing show. Uh, yeah. And then finally, before we get into the episode, the Bryce Shaddy Memorial Please Miss Me Award. Bryce, what do you got? <clears throat> well, Zach, I am going with television uh, this evening. I have a great Miss Me here. Uh, I'm going to tell you the the celebrities that are a part of this cast, um, this reality TV cast. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'll just give you some some names: uh, Corbin Blue. Oh. Uh, Brie Bella, a famed uh, WWE diva. Okay. Uh, she is in the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, best uh, t- uh, New York Times bestselling author as well. So there you go. Um, Tyler Cameron, who uh, was the runner-up on season 15 of The Bachelorette. Uh, Antonio Gates, Zach. I think that'll ah. pique your interest. Um, not for long, because you're going to be highly upset. So I'm going to go ahead and read you this plot of this show. And, um, and then... I, uh, well, just, just It's kind of a game show, I guess. All right. Okay. So the series follows eight celebrities as they fully immerse themselves in this experience set at Virginia's mountain Lake lodge, which is the real, real location for this film's fictional place. The film, the stars will partner up and learn iconic dance routines from this film 
and recreate classic scenes, including the legendary move that cemented the film's spot in cinematic history. Oh, no. <laughs> Throughout this special event, I know it's, oh, fuck. Memorable music and unforgettable fashion will transport viewers right back to that magical summer in 1963. Competition will also feature special guest judges who will help decide which celebrity couples will make it through and which couple will be put in a corner. In the end, one man and one woman will be crowned the winning woman character and winning male character. The show, the title of the show is titled The Real Dirty Dancing. And let me just tell you, you can absolutely absolutely miss me with this show why what are the we fuck what, what are we doing antonio gates what don't tell me you need the money doing? don't tell me you need the money antonio gates go play go play for the charger you're telling me the Chargers won't take you back right now i guarantee they will you're one of the five best tight ends ever you don't need the money the show will be airing on fox Damn it. Um, and it will be on Fox, uh, Fox's free streaming platform, Tubi. You can view all the episodes there. Miss me on Tubi. Yep, please. Please. Stop putting all those B movies. Go get some real movies. What please. the hell, Bryce? How did you even find this? Uh, let me How did you find you. this? Let me tell you, Zach. I was sitting there. I was watching football this weekend, <laughs> and I saw a commercial for this. Oh. You can just you can just absolutely miss me on this. This is this is stupid. Why are we doing that? Apparently, this is a thing in the UK. I, I don't I I don't I don't know. I don't Leave understand. Leave Dirty Dancing this. alone. Is there is there a, a weird like cult following for Dirty Dancing? I've never seen it. I mean, it's one of the most famous. My mom loves it. I mean, Patrick Swayze. One of the yeah, he had a run back in the day. One of the most attractive men in a movie, Patrick Swayze in Dirty Dancing. If Sexiest Man Alive was around, I think he'd probably win at least He once. definitely would have. It's just... It's one of those 80s movies that people in that generation, they, they cling to. They cling to. They love it. Have you seen it? I've seen it. It's good. It's good. But Would you watch it again? Yeah, I'd watch it again. Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't know. You can miss me on this show, though. Please. Yes, you can miss me on the show. Corbin Blue. Corbin Blue needs to stop no. trying to relive High School Musical for the love of God. Please, uh, you're getting a Bachelor runner-up. Okay. Okay. No. I, I don't know. No. Well, funny enough, Bryce, my Miss Me Award also came during a commercial this weekend <laughs> during the game. Oh. Okay. It's a franchise you can absolutely miss me on. It's a franchise that's gone on too long. And he's the B. Oh, okay. That just clicked. It needs just to clicked. be. It needs to be. Uh, I'm going to defend this a little bit. Removed actually. from existence. I'm going to defend it. We have minions, the rise of Gru. <laughs> Come on. Okay. We have come on, come on, Zach. Come on. Okay, this, why? Why? They showed this trailer at least five times in each game. Each time, I was like, fuck me, I have to watch this again. <laughs> they should have stopped after the first movie, which, by the way, came out in 2010. This, this franchise, tell me this franchise deserved 12 years, Bryce. 
Okay. Uh, uh, 12 years. It, it doesn't. I agree with you. But but can you at least admit that the first one was good? First one was good. It was excellent. There's nothing it was a wrong great with concept. A animated movie. Nothing. But dude, you know the kids are going to want to go see the sequels, and you know dang well the parents are going to take them. The parents. I agree. As soon are as the they reason. came out. <laughs> This franchise has lasted 12 years. I, come on, Zach. You're telling me that if you had kids right now and they said, Daddy, can we go see the new Minion flick? No. You would, it, no, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. I don't buy that for a second. No. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. We're going to see Spider-Man again. No, I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. You might throw, you might toss that out there, but you will ultimately be denied <laughs> by your kid. You'll tie oh. it. You, you'll throw it out there. Zach Jr.? Listen. They should they should have never made a min just a straight minions movie. No, oh, that was foolish. Miss me on that. Yeah, please. You're just grasping for for money now. You're grasping. Please I stop. Wanted to stop at the Despicable Me three, which I believe there was a third one, wasn't there? I think so. I distinctly remember the first two though, because I actually thought the second one wasn't bad. Just stop at three. You don't need a minions movie. You don't. It was a massive craze when that first one came out, though. It was. And it massive made, craze. I believe it made over a billion dollars, the Minions movie. My goodness. Just That's sh- impressive, dude. Just, I don't care about Gru anymore. I don't, I, not no, that I ever dude. did. I just don't, I don't care. Steve Carell. It was good. Steve Carell, cash Get your checks. checks. Get your checks. Okay. Absolutely. Whatever. But I don't need a, Grew origin story. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> oh, Please miss me. As we move on to the plot of Boba Fett episode five, Return of the Mandalorian, directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, who, uh, after this episode, please, Bryce, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, direct more Star Wars shit. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, Zach. Oh, we have so many thoughts. We have so much to get into. Well, let's start it off with a question, Bryce. Yes. Boba Fett, not in this episode at all. The title character of the show was not in this episode. (laughs) His sidekick, Fennec, shows up for five seconds at the end. Yet, this was 100%, I think unanimously, considered the best episode in the series so far. Bryce, is this damning for the book of Boba Fett? All right. So do I, do I have a few minutes? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to answer, I'm going to first off just answer your question. Yes, this is damning. And I have, I have proof to back it up, Zach. I went to yield IMDb. I did go check the ratings, and I have some ratings for you, Zach. Oh, no. Would you care to guess what Episode 5, Return of the Mandalorian, fetched on IMDb? Now, mind you, this has 13,131 reviews. It is the second most reviewed episode on IMDb. Would you care to guess what the rating is? First, I just want to say we both love this episode and we like the show so far. We're not shitting on the show. Oh, I will. Okay. 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 Love this episode. <laughs> I'm going to guess 9.4. 
Did you cheat? I did not cheat. Dude, that's impressive. Yes, 9.4. Very Damn. impressive. Damn. Very impressive. Okay, Zach. I will give you I will give you an option on this one. Okay. Would you care to get you can either guess which episode is the next highest rated or you can try to guess the rating of the next highest episode. Or you could try to do both. I guess the rating. Okay. Here. Let me pull up the episode list. Not on IMDb. I don't know what they got. That's fair. That's fair. It's fine. I will guess episode two is the highest. You would be correct. Would you care to guess the rating? 7.9. No, it actually fetched an 8.3. Oh, okay. We are talking a difference of 1.1 stars. <laughs> Folks, I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a lot. The title character was not in this episode at all. So now I'm going to go with this, okay? okay. All right. Um, Zach, we, we, have, we have to mature. We have to mature. And I don't know if you've seen those TikToks. It's maturing is, is realizing that. Well, this is my maturing moment. My maturing moment is realizing that we have held out for this show to get good and it just hasn't. And this episode right here has dropped a bomb on this entire uh, series and hijacked it, hijacked this it series it out. based on one episode. And it shows you how much there is, how, how far along the Mandalorian is and, and miss me of, of saying, well, he's more of an established character. No, miss me, please miss me. It what was, was established? One. Bob has been around since no, no, I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm talking about in this in this timeline that we're looking at right here, right? Like you say, oh well, Mandalorian has two seasons, right? That we know what the character is. The character is developed. We're waiting on Boba Fett's, you know, character development. I don't know that there is any character development. I really don't think. I think it's just him. That this is who he is. You're going to deal with it. We're going to go through this storyline. We all know who he is at this point. This is this is incredibly damning for the Boba Fett show. For uh, Zach, we have to we have to quit waiting around. Okay, it's been long enough. We have to yeah. quit waiting around. Yeah. Okay, this needs to happen now, and, and they need to step it up massively. They massively. I love I, I, I loved everything about this episode. <laughs> it just shows how much this character is so likable, and just how. Such, oh, he's such a cool character. One of the coolest characters in the Star Wars universe so far that's been portrayed on film or on this on screen. He absolutely is. He absolutely is. Uh, I'm glad you brought up the ratings. That is very damning. Uh, again, damning. again, I want to say, I think the show has been pretty good. I think this has been the best. Obviously, The Mandalorian runs laps around the work of Boba Fett, but The Mandalorian... The character, Mando, is perhaps the most famous Star Wars character right now. Well, probably behind Grogu. Probably behind Grogu. It, they're interchangeable. Uh, this was the best episode so far. It's not close, as the ratings prove, like he said. Is it damning? It could be one of the best. It could rival the best Mandalorian episode, honestly. It could. It really could. Um. As of now, since there's two episodes left, I'm willing to give it a chance to redeem itself. But as of now, I'm saying it's damning. 
Because like I said, Boba was not in the episode at all. His name was mentioned once. His Fennec Shand was in it for five seconds to ask Mando for help. This was 100% a Mandalorian episode. This was like Mandalorian chapter 17 or whatever the next chapter is. So, like I said, it can be redeemed in the next two episodes. There's two episodes left. I hope it redeems itself. I still don't know if there's going to be a season two. I got to believe there will be. I got to believe there will be because it depends on how the end of this season shakes out. But it's damning. At this moment in time, before the premiere of episode six, it is damning that the best episode, the best episode of the show didn't even have the main character in it. And was basically an episode of the spinoff, the, the show it was spun off of. It advanced the, the Mandalorian timeline. Massively advanced it. Massively. It's, it, it's almost, I kind of hate him for it because it's not incredibly fair to do. I guess you're banking on anyone that's going to watch Mandalorian is going to watch this show, but that's not a sure assumption. And that's kind of unfair. You're right. I mean, our friend Caleb Lynn hasn't watched the show because he hasn't watched Mandalorian yet. Right. Now I'm sure he's going to get to this episode and be like, wow, the show doesn't even compare to no Boba. Again, no. I don't want to shit. I don't want it to sound like I'm shitting on the show, but I think it's been pretty good so far. It just doesn't compare to the Mandalorian, which is fine, which is fine. But I just, I just think it's not a good look when the best episode of your show revolves around a character who is the focal point of another show. I don't I don't think it's good. It's not a good thing. But nonetheless, it was an awesome episode. I wouldn't change a thing about it. A lot of Phantom Menace Easter eggs, Bryce. A lot. Yes, yes. I don't know why, but I don't care. Was chosen. <laughs> I don't care. As of, okay. I mean, you and I both love the prequels. Yes. And so the more the better, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. We get the Naboo Starfighter. Uh and the what what they did with that. Oh, oh. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I mean it almost looked like the one Anakin flew himself when he blew up the Trade Federation headquarters in episode one. Do you kind of wish it had a nice yellow paint? I wish they kept the it? yellow. I wish they kept the yellow. I think it would look awesome today. Yeah, I wish I'd have kept it. I think the yellow holds up. Uh, if my math is correct, if you're going by canon math, that ship is at least 65 years old. Well, they made it ball out, dude. Er, when he was when he escaped the 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 uh, yeah the cop. Well, I guess you could say cops. Uh, I mean, he's gone, gone, gone. <laughs> It's at least 60 years old. Gone. At least. So, yeah. Yeah, the cops. Oh, God. They'll come up later. Don't worry. But And then I have a possible theory involving a character from episode one that I will get into at the end. Okay, so we're talking about that later. Okay. I'll get into it at the end. Okay. Uh, But I think we're in for an epic finish, Bryce. At least I hope so. I hope so, too. Only two weeks left. I hope the war is awesome. Only two weeks left. The Pike War... Uh, better live up to the hype. Well, I mean, Mando's going to be there. So, I mean, at least those scenes are going to be awesome. Uh, Mando's doing this for free. 
Um, so yeah, I think that's gonna be Black Chrysanthemum's gonna be ripping arms. Uh, so that's gonna be awesome. Uh, the Thundercats. I'm gonna start calling uh, the uh, the uh, the like half cyborg people. I'm gonna start calling them the Thundercats. I like or it. the Thunderbirds, the Thunderbirds. Call them the Thunderbirds. You remember the Thunderbirds movie back in the early 2000s? About your kids? I don't. Uh, ben Kingsley. Uh, Thunderbirds, yes. Uh, they all had different color ships. They were a family. Uh, they, you know, they were cool or whatever. I'm calling them the Thunderbirds because they're scooter colors. They're bright. They're out of place. Ah, like, yes. There Where you go. This? There you go. Yeah. Are you on IMDb? Bill Paxton. Yeah, Bill Paxton. Are you looking at an IMDb? Cool. Uh, let me see on IMDb what I got. I'm Some sure it's very, very low. 4.3. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. I love that movie as a kid. I'm not even going to lie. 19%. But, yeah, but, but think about it. Think, <laughs> think about it. Think about the colors of those ships. Okay. I like that's, it. It's better than the Power Rangers. Which is oh, what a dude, lot of people call it. That's a pretty good one too. That's a pretty good one too. But but that just shows you kind of the gaps in this show. Like you don't Tony have Tony. anything. You don't have anything shoddy like that in in the Mandalorian. No, no, you don't. You don't. Which is surprising because John Favreau is behind both shows, and Dave Filoni is not as involved in this one as he was in the Mandalorian. But might have to attribute it to Robert Rodriguez, who's had a bad spell recently. Maybe. But also, no coincidence, Bryce Dallas Howard proved herself in The Mandalorian. Proved herself again in this. As an actor and a director. Yes, both. She was awesome as behind behind the camera in this one. Please, so. Why don't you just get out of the Jurassic park franchise and hopefully the next one's the last one please i just i hope please for the love of god please please (laughs) Bryce, as we get into the plot itself an epic mando entrance epic absolutely epic i could not believe it oh i could not believe it i mean the shadow behind the blunt the uh the plastic blunt oh did you keep waiting for Boba to show up and he just never I showed did. up? I did. I did. And when it was Mando, I was like, oh, we're just doing Fine. this. We're going for it. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it, my brother. Let's do it. Like when he showed him and... behind the curtain, I was like, oh, good way to start the episode, Mando. Yeah, I thought and it was then, great. Yeah. It turned out it was the whole episode. <laughs> Fine by me. Which is fine. Like we said, best episode so far. But Bryce... Where does this rank among other Star Wars entrances for a character? And I have some I have some listed here. Yes. I have some listed here. Yes. So we have Vader and Empire when he blocks Han Solo's blaster shots with his hand. We have that. We have Luke Skywalker in the Mandalorian season two finale. Oh. <laughs> oh. We have that was utter destruction. Obi-Wan dropping down from the ceiling to fight General Grievous in Revenge of the Sith. The iconic hello there. Hello there. And then Mace Windu. This one is pretty awesome. We have Mace Windu on this list twice. Mace Windu in Attack of the Clones entering the arena, putting his lightsaber up to Count Dooku's neck, up to his throat, and then killing Jango Fett. 
<laughs> Decapitation. Ah, oh, man. Um, I mean, it's the fact that he didn't come out, you know, guns a blazing, I think lowers the value. Although it is cool because you, you kind of get just get it focused on him. You get the silhouette. Um, he just yeah. comes through. He's armed. He looks awesome. People turn and look. It's it's the shock factor. Um, but when you come out like guns a blazing, like like think about Luke Skywalker and Mandalorian. He is annihilating Murdering. everything in his path. Annihilation. Um, Mace Windu, decapitation, immediately. Uh, I also had Mace Windu in Revenge of the Sith when he enters the Emperor's chambers to arrest him. Yeah, he came He came in there with like a look of determination <laughs> on his face. Like, let's get it on, baby. Um, and I also had Darth Maul in the Phantom Menace when the door opens and he reveals the double-bladed lightsaber for the first time. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. How about that for a shock factor? Yes. Um, I don't know. I feel like for me, probably, probably going to go with Luke and Mando. Me too. I don't know. It's, it just sticks with you. It's one of those moments in Star Wars that's going to stick with you. And it's amazing that they put that in a show. I got to pick that too. It was absolutely shocking when it happened. Absolutely oh, shocking. Oh, we didn't expect that. No. Especially a character of that magnitude. You don't... You know, one of the top... Easily on the Mount Rushmore of Star Wars characters. Easily. And you're oh. just like, wow, they really they really did that. They really yeah. did that. So, yeah, I got to go with you too. But it doesn't take away from this. I mean, epic entrance. Mando... Brings in the bounty. He has an iconic line. I can bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold. <laughs> a cold line. Yeah. And let me tell you folks, he makes good on it. <laughs> brought him in cold, didn't he? Yes, he did. <laughs> he brought him in cold. I mean, probably my favorite part of that is you can hear him cut that off. Like, you know what happened. You're like, oh. Decapitation. Well, there, there he goes. <laughs> there he goes. Beheads this man. And then takes out the entire room of schmucks with his newly acquired dark saber. Absolutely badass. And then frees the workers. Yeah, the workers. cuts him a deal. Cuts him a deal. He could have easily just killed them for the easily. heck of it. He says, no, look, listen, there's money in there. You let me go. You can have the money. I don't need it. Just a badass entrance and. I mean, it just defines him as a character. I mean, that uses cinematic. I, like, like that's a cin- This entire episode could have been like cinematic. Honestly, it, it honestly could have. It honestly could have. I mean, that entrance was unbelievable. You figure from the last episode that he's gonna be in this one, uh, and then you find out every, the whole episode actually revolves around him. So it's awesome. He uses the bounty, or should I say, the man's head to get information on a Mandalorian hideout, uh, which he finds he finds the hideout, and he encounters familiar faces. The armorer Found and him. Paz Vizla. Yeah, I mean, the last time we saw them, they were fighting for their lives. Yeah. And, I mean, what do Mandalorians do? They fight their way out. Here we are. They fight. It was honestly a surprise to see them again. 
And I'm glad we saw them again. I agree. I agree. Because it's a throwback. I mean, these guys are the OGs of the Mandalorian show. They were in the first episode. The armor is like kind of the narrator of the Mandalorians now, since they've built, mostly been destroyed, as we learned in, in this episode. Uh, the armor tells him that the something we already knew, but the possessor of the Darksaber has the power to rule Mandalore. We learned this in the Clone Wars. Of course, Mando gained it from Moff Gideon in the season two finale. Um, Bo-Katan wanted it. She didn't take it because they did not fight in combat as traditional as is tradition. Um, and then we get a flashback to Mandalore being destroyed by the emperor, the empire, Bryce, um, mm. the purge of Mandalore, really uh, expensive looking explosions. I got to say. Yeah. Uh, again, it just goes back to this entire episode could have been cinematic. Very, very easily. Um, I think we're we're gonna get we're gonna get the Mandalore. I think we're gonna go to Mandalore, Zach. It sounds. I like think we we're are. we're gonna end up going to the ruins of Mandalore, and I'm I'm curious to see what he finds there. Perhaps as soon as next week, as this week. Very very. How bad would that be? <laughs> I really hope so. I really that hope we go. Damning, that would be damning for for the Boba Fett brand very damning because then these two episodes are just filler and then the last episode is the actual war with the pikes but let's say well we'll we'll, we'll talk about it later we'll talk about it later but uh so we get the flashback to mandalore being destroyed um the armor turns mando's beskar spear which he acquired from ahsoka he turn, she turns that into a gift for Grogu. So that's nice. I'm curious to, to know what it is. Me too. Me too. I, I, I couldn't tell what it was. Couldn't tell what it was. I don't know if she knows Grogu's powers. I don't know if she knows how powerful he is, but uh, Mando certainly does. Mando knows. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> saved his butt a couple times. Yes. Saved his ass. Uh, then Mando battles Paz Vizsla, who challenges him to a duel for the Darksaber. Darksaber runs in the Vizsla family. It was created by Tar Vizsla. And as we see in the Clone Wars, it was wielded by Pre Vizsla, who, ironically enough, was voiced by Jon Favreau. Pre Vizsla was. Oh, interesting. Uh, Of course, Pre Vizsla was defeated and dethroned by Darth Maul, who then wielded the Darksaber for himself. And then I don't think we know how the Darksaber ended up in Moff Gideon's hands. I don't think that's explained to us. But Mando defeats Paz Vizsla. Pretty embarrassingly defeats him. I mean, it was kind of close. It was, yeah, it was close for a minute. It was close for a minute, but embarrassing loss for Vizsla. He's trying to defend his family's honor. And he gets beaten by somebody who then gets turned around and expelled from the Mandalorians after admitting to removing his helmet. He actually did it twice. Yes. Uh, the one time he admitted to was when he gave Grogu to Luke. He let Grogu see his face for the first time. Uh, he has guards. He did. Bryce. Yeah. Mando. Expelled from his own people. How do you think he's going to handle this? 
he's going to go, he's going to go do what, what he needs to do to, to get back. Right. He's going to go to Mandalore. Uh, I think he's got to go what he's got to go. Like it's like under the earth now or something like that. Yes. Um, so uh, I think we're going to go see the homeland, baby. I'm wondering if, if this is leading up to maybe a possible parental review. Zach? Mm-hmm. Ah. Ah. What do you think? What do you think? I hope. I think it's an interesting storyline. It is definitely like interesting. I feel like that that's what they're setting up, and that's the natural progression of the timeline. Right? He really doesn't have to look over Grogu anymore. Nope. Um, he really doesn't have any quarrels with anyone because he doesn't own anything. Nope. Um, it's more about just helping out his friends. And He's got a new ship. Him, right? He's got a new ship. It's fast as heck. Uh, he can go wherever he wants. Whenever he wants, really. Whenever he wants. So I'm, I'm thinking we might get a little, a little family tree history lesson here. I hope so. Cause that wasn't really explored in the Mandalorian show. Uh, it seems the logical plot line for season three. We'll see. Are you, are you feeling siblings? Maybe. I mean, Mandalorians are all about clans. I mean, the Vizsla clan has been passed down I mean, the dark saber is thousands of years old, and the Vizslas are still trying. The Vizslas are still around. So yeah, take your L pass, please. Yeah, that's a bad loss. Bad loss. Please. But please. Earlier in the episode, it's interesting. Mando struggles to train with the dark saber. He struggles to even hold it. Like cut himself. He cut himself. <laughs> he, he cut himself on the leg, and then he can't even. It, it's like too heavy for him. He can't. He can't even wield it. Which I, I'm just. It's kind of a miracle he won the fight with Paz Vizsla. But like you said, he can redeem himself. The armor tells him he can redeem himself by going to the water in the mines of Mandalore, which uh, as we've been shown should be impossible because Mandalore was destroyed in the purge by the empire. But something tells me he will find a way. Not so fast. He will find Not a way. so fast. I'll save my big question regarding his return for our question section. Um, and then Mando flies to Tatooine. He purchases the Naboo N1 Starfighter from, uh, I'm not exactly sure how to say her name, Peli Mato, I think. I don't know. I like her character, though. She's a very funny, nice character. Uh, to replace his previous ship, the Razor Crest. And we get a great fixing the ship sequence, followed by uh, a, a reuniting with the X-wing security outside the planet, who are still schmucks. Ah, uh, yes, still, still <laughs> schmucks, uh, avoiding paperwork just like our cops do on the streets today. <laughs> typical, very typical. And then uh, we see just how fast the the ship is that j- jumps into hyperspace without even needing uh, the typical equipment to do so. So that that's awesome. And then Fennec, finally, an actual Boba Fett character. Fennec, ask me to Forgot about you. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. This is your show. Oh, yeah. Fennec asked Mando to assist Boba and her in the coming Pike War. He agrees, but he says he has to visit a friend first who we can all assume. That's right. Is Grogu. That's right. Show me the child now. Rise. Before I get into the theory regarding who might 
show up in these last two episodes. Here's some questions. Will we see his reunion with Grogu on screen? I gotta, I'm gonna, I gotta believe yes. I have to believe yes. It's the money maker, dude. It's the money maker. You have to. You have to. Is it next Give week? Me- oh. Is it this week? It has to be this week. I think. I want to say yes for selfish reasons, but I could see them postponing it to season three. So, in the next question. We have to see Luke Skywalker again, right? Please. That's what I was getting ready to say. That's what I was getting ready to say. We have yes. to. It just, oh, why it? wouldn't we? Why wouldn't what we? Doing? What are you doing? And then you doing? my third question. Will Luke Skywalker join the war against the Pikes? Zach, don't do that. <laughs> don't do, don't, don't, don't do that. Will he? Don't do that to me. Will he hitch a ride with Mando to the battlefield? Zach, we are two days away from this episode. You're going to make me have sleepless nights for two days. The battlefront. The battlefront. I'm going to say no. I can't see Luke helping a crime lord gain territory. I can't see it. A crime lord who he was partially responsible for being trapped in the Starlight pit. Yeah, I don't think that'd be a happy reunion. No. No, there's some bad blood there for sure. Very bad blood. Uh, so yeah, those are the questions. I think we will see Luke again. I don't think he will join the war. He's focused on rebuilding the Jedi Order. How'd that plan out? CGI Tell Luke. Tell me, JJ. Yeah, how did that work? JJ, non-canon. Also, CGI Luke fighting in a war just sounds very expensive. Yeah. Minimal movements. Minimal movements. Minimal We're movements. Talking. So I don't I don't see him actually joining the war. And because him and Boba are technically enemies. So I yeah, don't I don't, I don't see it. Happen. I don't see it happening. Um so here's the theory, Bryce. I watched this theory, uh, my favorite YouTube channel, Star Wars Theory. It's actually the only YouTube channel <laughs> I subscribe to. But not not the only one I subscribe to, the only one I have notifications on for. Star oh Wars Theory. God. Okay. It's only a three-minute video, and it's kind of a long shot, but Darth Maul's ship from The Phantom Menace is <laughs> spotted in the Halo City. It's spotted. He, he, he zoomed in, he found it. It, he believes it now belongs to Kira, who is Amelia Clark and Solo. So the theory is Crimson Dawn, now run by Kira, will join the fight against the Pikes because they want Boba Fett to run Tatooine. And here's a potential something that could happen. To show her loyalty to Boba, Kira brings Han Solo to Boba Fett as a peace offering. Han Solo. What? Basically. Come on. Basically trapped Boba in the Sarlacc pit inadvertently. So definitely has bad blood with Han Solo. Dear God, that is such a... Again, sounds expensive. 
Sounds very expensive because you have to CGI young Harrison Ford into Wow. This. Wow. Um, I'm not buying it. Me neither. Like I, I get I get it. All this like, from that, seeing a ship listen, that may or may not great. have belonged to Darth Maul at one time. Right. That's great. You know, Star Wars theory. How many how many subscribers they got? He has like two million subscribers. You're joking. No. I'm t- I'm telling you, dude. He if oh you want he runs Star Wars YouTube. He absolutely runs how it. how often is he correct? Uh I mean he has 3.09 million subscribers. Oh my goodness. 2000 videos. How often is he correct? <laughs> I mean his batting average is not the highest. But so, I just like the breakdown videos. So well. he uses schmucks like you to make a living <laughs> so he can live in his fantasy land and come up with, with wild conspiracy Star Wars theories that listen, never pan out. Listen, just watch him. Just what watch his life. videos. Just what watch a life his videos, to live. My lord. Listen watch to yourself, you schmuck. Just watch his videos. They're oh, Even if they don't gosh. come true, they're cool to watch. He knows like his a, shit. It's like a... Star Wars fans like wet dream channel. Like that's what it is. Exactly that's what it what sounds it like. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Dude, he made a movie. He made a Vader fan. You're film joking. Three years ago. I I had my cousin over and we watched it when it dropped. We watched it. And it was awesome. I'll send you the link after this. And I don't want to watch it. Watch it. I'm not watch it on your 4K no. TV. No, I won't yes, actually. In fact, I'm going to send you the link right now. No, don't. You don't need to do that. You don't no, need to I'm do that. Trust me. It. I'm doing it. And you're going to watch it. You're going to be like, you know what? That was good. That's beyond lame, bro. It's not lame. That's beyond lame. It's not lame. Here, I'm lame. sending you this right now. Listen, there's a line. DMing. There's there's a line where I won't cross with with fandom. There you okay? go. And that's it right there. That's great. That's great, Zach. Watch That's it. Great. Let me see how long this is. How long is it? Dude, it's like 10 minutes. So you put may- in. <laughs> how long is it? Uh, hold on. Let me see. Like 12 minutes. 16. Dude, it's awesome. Just watch. 25 it. million views. It's awesome, Bryce. A million likes. <laughs> it's Look awesome. At- <laughs> Look at all look at all these disclaimers. Look at all these disclaimers he had to yeah, put on this. I know. Not a property of produced Lucasfilm. by Ian. Oh no, no, no. Sorry. Okay. I'm telling you, Bryce, it is awesome. Oh just my take Lord. 16 minutes out of your night to watch that when we're done. I'm, not, I'm actually not going you're to. You're going to. Shockingly enough. Yeah, you're going to. I, yeah, I'm gonna be like, Abby, I need to watch this 16 minute. Yeah, you are. You're gonna watch yeah. it on your 4K TV. Oh my God. Going to. All right, Bryce. Categories before we get into our top five Star Wars list this week. Who yes. got it the worst? This one's easy, Zach. You know it. You know it. The guy that got sliced in half and decapitated <laughs> on the table. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't go with that one because uh, I figured you'd go with it. So I went with Paz Vizsla. Major ego. Fair. Major L for his ego. That was a heat check. Disappointed his family. Disappointed his family. No honor. I guess he's still a Mandalorian, though. He's still a Mandalorian. Mando can't say that. Uh, block in the back, I'm going with the bounty victim because he had every opportunity to come in alive, and he did not. 
Yeah, you had a choice. You could have yeah, lived. I don't choice. know what would have happened to you. I guess maybe you would have died later. But you wouldn't have been decapitated. You know, hey. By the dark saber. Hey, it is what it is. You did it. You did it to yourself. Who got it the word? Or block in the back, right? Block in the yes. back. Block in the back award for the most brainless decision. Boy, boy, most brainless decision. Mm. That's tough because, I mean, there weren't a lot of people. A lot of people were there to help, right? Uh, I mean, there were only a couple of schmucks in this episode. Um, yep. I'm going to go with uh, the bounty targets of uh, fiends. His henchmen. So you decide to take also on a guy. Got killed. Yeah, you all you decide to take on a guy who wields the dark saber, <laughs> and you think that you have a chance. You literally are using uh, uh, butcher tools to try to fight this guy. So dumb, dude. So dumb. So dumb. brainless. <laughs> he would offer you some money and to let him go if you would just shut up and just sat there for a minute. Like, nah, you know what? I think I'm going to slowly back away out of the room. He even told him. Mando told him. My quarrel's not with you. Ridiculous. And he still decided to do that. <laughs> Your big loser. My big loser is Boba Fett. <laughs> for getting shown up in his own show. That's my big loser. <sighs> my biggest loser is Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> um... Look, I thought this is a good idea. I was encouraged by the first couple episodes. And um, Bryce Dallas Howard just threw the gauntlet down at you. And you've been directing and producing a long, long time. Please, step it up. You got shown up. Please. And, of course, my big winner is Mando. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know who else it could be. I I, I mean, that's the only winner, right? You just advanced your, your position, right? You advance the timeline. You advance how cool you are. Um, Zach, let me ask you this. Yes. I know this is going to be a quick, it's going to put you on the spot. But is the is Mando the most likable Star Wars character that's been portrayed on screen? He might be. He might be. I think you could debate Yoda. You could debate Obi Wan. You could, depending on how you view which side you 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 lie on when you look at the when you do like a deep dive onto the onto the issues, right? And when they say no, and when they say yes, um, I don't know. I feel like there there's some gray areas, but with Mando, it's pretty black and white. It's pretty. I mean, even with Luke at the beginning, he was like this bitchy little kid, this right. teenager. Like, no, thank you. No, thank you. Um, Han, you know, maybe you don't like the the attitude. He's Same thing with Leia. Ages. Leia at the beginning yeah. kind of has an attitude. I think Grogu is likable. I think Chewbacca is likable. I mean, I, the, Chewbacca literally doesn't do like, I mean, maybe you think you look at him and he's just a big hairy schmuck. Yeah. You know, I would but, the only ones I would say are more probably R2 R2D2 or Yoda. I've never heard anybody say, you know, I just hate R2D2. <laughs> or I just hate Yoda. It's true. Fuck that guy. 
never heard anyone say that. (laughs) That's true. I think that'd be an interesting debate. Most likable character. He's definitely the most, he's one of the most mysterious. That's for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. So good question. I like that. I like that. All right. Our top five this week. Top five favorite lightsaber duels portrayed I'm on screen. Rattle you. I'm going to rattle you a little bit. Bryce, give me your number five. Okay, my number five. You're, you're not going to like me. I Okay, just stay with me. Okay. All right. <clears throat> and maybe this shouldn't, this shouldn't be allowed, but I'm going to do it anyway because despite what you say, I think it's one of the best scenes okay. in this trilogy. Okay. So you mentioned today the throne room in The Last Jedi. I did. I think I'm going to have to put it number five when Rey and Kylo Ren are, are fighting the guards. Okay, uh, here's why. It's an awesome okay. scene. It's an awesome okay. scene. The visuals on that scene are something that, that if we brought some of the lightsaber duels into this decade with the technology and the budget, you know, that we have now, I think you can make something as cool as this. Like this is pretty freaking awesome. Especially when Kylo's going hard in the paint by himself against, Oh, yes. That was one of the few scenes in that entire trilogy where I was like, yes, yes. Okay. You got that right. Yes. You got that right. So that is my number five, Zach. That's fair. Everyone who listens to the pod knows my feelings on the sequel trilogy. But that is an awesome scene. Yes. It's an awesome scene. Oh, spoiler alert. No, nothing from the sequel trilogy makes my top five. Nothing. Understood. I understand that. My number five. Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn versus Darth Maul in The Phantom Menace. That is my number five. You know, we talked about this. I felt like Obi-Wan's part in this was a lot better than Qui-Gon Jinn. Which is also fair. Uh, it was pretty freaking awesome. It's very fair. You have three of my top five favorite characters in this in this uh, battle here. Obi Wan dealing the quote unquote the d- death blow. Qui Gon receives a death blow, and one of the best scores in film history on full display by John Williams. Yes, awesome. Awesome scene, and of course, my favorite character, Darth Maul, meets his demise, but de- quote unquote demise. Uh, <laughs> number four, Bryce, what do you got? Um, so I am going to go with Mace Windu versus Darth Sidious. Ah, uh, he goes to arrest him. Um, I mean, Mace Windu again, we, we talk about his character and how lovable he is. He's one, I mean. As much as we've seen from him, he is, you know, one of the more likable characters, one of the coolest characters. Um, and this is an awesome duel. It didn't go the way that we might have hoped, no. but it was awesome nonetheless. And that's why it makes the list. Number four. Do not be mistaken. There's a, fight, a very popular theory that Darth Sidious, through this fight, so that Anakin, so that he could finally bring Anakin over to the dark side. I have always been of the belief that Mace Windu beat him fair and square in the duel. And if not for Anakin, this universe would look much different. 
the Republic would still be reigning. Uh, so I've never bought into that theory. But yes, that's a good four, Bryce. It's a good number four. My number four, Luke Skywalker versus Darth Vader in The Empire Strikes Back. Yes. 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 The biggest plot twist in movie history. Yes. Uh, Luke loses his hand, of course. We all know. We all know it. Uh, You don't need me to explain it. So, yeah, that's my number four. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, My number three, I am going to go with Luke and Darth Vader in Empire. Um, I mean, for the very reasons that Zach said it, I mean, it's one of the most iconic. Um, that's where, that's where you're building up to one of the biggest cinematic reveals in history. Uh, I mean, it's, and it's just pure awesome. I mean, that's, that's one of the first lightsaber duels you see when you're a kid. Uh, the Obi-Wan versus Darth Vader in a new hope just doesn't do it for me. Um, that is the, you know, the most epic lightsaber scene you, you've seen when you were a kid is when you get to, to empire. So, yeah. I mean, it's such a famous reveal that you like people who haven't even seen the movies know that Darth Vader is Luke's father. They just—it's just something you're born and you know it. You just know it. Yeah. So, uh, my number three is Luke Skywalker versus Darth Vader, the rematch in Return of the Jedi. Uh, one of the most emotional, not the most emotional duel that we've seen, but. Uh, again, the score amazing, absolutely amazing. Uh, a lot of emotions running high. I always get chills. There's a certain part of the score. I always get chills. Uh, Luke with the green lightsaber, battling, duking it out in front of Palpatine. It's just awesome. And then of course Vader is redeemed at the end. So, Bryce, your number two. My number two, Yoda. Darth Sidious. Yes. Throwing. I think we'll have the same number two and number one. Yeah. Throwing (laughs) council chairs at each other. (laughs) Epic. Epic. Force lightning and force shields. Yeah. It's also my number two for all the reasons Bryce said. In the same movie. We got both of these in the same movie. Simultaneously. Absolutely amazing masterpiece revenge of the sith is a masterpiece i mean you have the most powerful jedi at the time and the most powerful sith lord maybe ever uh battling the two goats battling it out uh just just amazing and uh you're number one bryce i think we both have the same number one well let's just do it together man it's anakin versus obi-wan in revenge of the sith i mean it's just it's the most epic duel uh, long, very really, long battle. Very long, but are you complaining? Absolutely no. not. Fuck no. We get to see the the two blue lightsabers which you've never seen before. Go at it, and we know how it ends. We also have some very quotable lines from that from Extremely. those scenes. And graphic. Let me tell you, very graphic, very graphic. I mean, that's why I earned the PG thirteen. The only one to 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 grab the PG thirteen rating. Yeah, uh, it's for this very scene right here. Um, I mean, uh, dude, do you remember the marketing for this? Epic. When you were a kid, the trailers. I remember the trailers. Well, not only that, but did you have the cereal? I had the cereal, man. I got the, I got my parents to give me the cereal, the Revenge of the Sith cereal. Nice. Got the Gogurts. Okay, you remember Gogurt? 
Of course. Okay. They had the they had the the uh, the colors, the lightsaber colors on them. Yes. They were awesome. Yes. The toys, the toys were awesome. Oh my god. The the year this movie came out, that's all I got Dude. for Christmas was Star Wars toys. That's all Dude. I got. Dude, I, I'm telling you, man. That's all I'm, I got. I had a tub. I, I'm not I'm not talking a little box. I'm talking a tub full of Star Wars Me toys. Me too. I was never a big toy guy, but when it came to Star Wars toys, best believe. Best I, believe it. I had a Yoda, Mace Windu, Palpatine, oh, yeah. Anakin, oh. everybody. Everybody. Oh, yeah. Everybody. Uh, I can't say enough about this duel, though. I, I, no. I'm seriously inspired to watch this film again. Um, I need to. I almost watched Attack of the Clones this weekend. I was on the cusp a couple times. I really want to just want to watch it in one sitting. Yeah. And I just haven't had time to watch it in one sitting. Attack of the Clones turns 20 this year. 20 years old. 20? 20. 20 years old. Bryce, Spider-Man, Attack of the Clones, and the Two Towers all turn 20 this year. Oh my gosh! Yes, I was so. I was yes. like three. <laughs> it's like no, I was like four. I think I was five. I have no recollection of Attack of the Clones. None. No, I just know it was there. It was in. It was in the DVD closet. That's all I know. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> oh, this looks good. Let me try this. Oh, that? Star oh, Wars. Oh, oh, okay. Oh. Lightsabers shooting. Oh. So that's also my number one duel. For all the reasons Bryce said, there's nothing more to say about it. It's just it's amazing. I also want to give a shout out to Star Wars books before we wrap up here. I'm reading the Darth Bane trilogy right now. Darth Bane, who invented the you rule of two. Star Wars books are awesome. I've been reading them my whole life. Uh, the Darth Bane trilogy. Darth Bane, a Sith Lord who lived thousands of years before the prequels he invented the rule of two which says there can only be a master and an apprentice in the sith order no more no less Interesting. Um, that's a nice trilogy of books this is my second time reading it last time i read it i was in high school so i don't really remember but mm-hmm. check out star wars books they're they're not considered canon in my mind they are because they're just essential and amazing characters in those books so check them out Plugs, Bryce. Lynn Sanity. Lynn Sanity, baby. Uh, we got it. We got ourselves a Super Bowl there, Mr. Griffith. Uh, yeah, we we did. Uh, we broke down the divisional round with you, um, and myself, and of course the schmuck, uh, Caleb Lynn. Schmuck himself. Um, and this week we're gonna break down uh, the championship games. A uh, very exciting weekend. Good games. Uh, we didn't have any blowouts. We had very good games. We have good playoffs, good playoffs so far. Um, I expect nothing but fireworks in the Super Bowl. So we're gonna break that down for you. Yeah. Can't wait to can't wait to rejoin the pod this week. Yes, 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 yes. And then of course, power hour. Uh, Alex and Dylan this week, or last week, I should say, they broke down the Nets, the Thunder, and the 76ers. Uh, me and Bryce will have Boba episode six. Next week, the penultimate episode of the season. And, of course, we have the last dual pod next week, breaking down Ridley Scott's. Uh, Ridley Scott's best movie since The Martian, like I said at the top. So check all those out. Bryce, thank you again for joining me on this journey. Thank you. And as always, folks, thank you very much for listening.